Welcome to INV Unfiltered, the podcast of INV Fintech. Today we're joined by Raghu Raja, who is a, an alum of the program. Raghu is VP of Digital Banking, Engineering, and Product Management at NCR's Digital Insight Unit. And back in the day, he was VP of Product Development and Engineering at S1, which is now part of ACI, and in between, he had a lot of startup experience, including the company CrossQs, uh, which was a member of INV Fintech's inaugural class. And uh, welcome, Raghu. Really glad to have you back. Happy, happy to be talking. So today we're talking about artificial intelligence, which I think you deal with uh, quite a bit in your day-to-day. Uh, I want to start with the use cases in certainly in the in media um, and probably we're guilty of this on our own bank innovation blog AI is conflated with virtual assistants but that doesn't seem to be the primary use case or the most prominent use case actually in financial services can you talk a bit about where AI is actually playing a role in financial services yeah, today yeah absolutely I think uh it's, uh, you know, the, the pure media unfiltered view is, uh, you know, ranges anywhere from science to science fiction. So you have to kind of uh, do some level of, uh, uh, you know, sanity check within that. Um, and I think uh, the biggest areas where, uh, you know, where um, AI plays a big role is in what what is being referred to these days as augmented humanity, which is basically that, uh, you know, people, uh, devices and technology acting as co-pilot to people uh, to do their jobs better rather than taking their jobs away early. So that's really where uh, it's being most heavily applied today. But, uh, you know, we've uh, if you look at AI in terms of what it is and where it's evolved, it's not, it's not new, right? A lot of what AI is has been there since the 60s. And... Um, you know, what has changed in the past few years is the development of what is called deep learning, which is uh, using neural networks to be able to do some tasks which were previously considered impossible to do by computers, things like vision and NLP and speech rec. You know, back in the days when uh, when you have to do some kind of a vision, you probably have to go build hard-coded algorithms, and their efficiencies were very, very weak. And off late... Uh, we have algorithms that are uh, relatively simple, and you can get off the shelf and uh, and can actually do phenomenally good job at uh, solving some of these problems. And I think uh, uh, that's got a lot of the buzz going. And within FI uh, and financial services in general, though, there is uh, a relatively uh, uh, early stage, I should say, of application of AI. I mean, there is. Uh, uh, you know, vision and NLP and uh, speech rec are, are very uh, current and cutting edge and bleeding edge in AI, but uh, they tend to be um, uh, not uh, the most common use cases that, uh, that are used today, um, although that really holds a lot of promise. And I'll talk a little bit about where the opportunity lies there. But uh, mm-hmm. as, it, uh, as we take today as it stands, uh, a vast majority of AI applications fall uh, between uh, traditional uh, 
AI techniques to be able to do um, things like fraud management, clustering, and, and better better marketing capabilities, providing customer analytics. But um, and that's becoming a spectrum too. I mean, you start with traditional techniques, and then you have really cutting edge players coming in and doing doing deep learning solutions there, which is fundamentally changing the way the bank can actually perceive customers and can interact with customers really. So that's a that's the most common application. I think uh, uh, if you take a list of uh, you know most commonly used uh, areas within a bank, uh, I think uh, fraud definitely falls on top, and uh, and uh, probably uh, um, you know the application of modern channels of interaction is another big area where the application of AI is just uh, uh, fundamentally changing the way. Um, you know, banks are interacting with customers. Right? I mean, we recently released and released some Alexa, and we are working on Alexa-based solution and working on uh, some um, uh, chatbot-based solution with some of our customers. And uh, that's a uh, you know, if you look at the data on that front, there is a lot of success that's been uh, that banks have had in terms of reducing uh, uh, reducing traffic coming into. Um, their call centers, for instance, and in terms of the most mundane questions, you know, how do I, where do we get the routing number? And you know, instead of having a person having to respond to it, you could have a chatbot respond to it, and it's, uh, it reduces the, um, you know, the the churn in terms of, uh, um, in terms of the people, in terms of, uh, in terms of time, in terms of effectiveness of access to information, really. So, I think that's uh, those are the those are the common applications today. Um, yeah, we, we often hear about AI uh, mentioned in terms of cost savings. And does that refer to, um, you know, like you mentioned with the call centers, the, the need, you know, getting rid of the need to have a, a human respond to these questions? And, and, you know, that kind of leads to the concern people have about AI that it's going to cost jobs. But then you mention this augmented humanity. So it seems like in a lot of ways it can help people do their job and, and I, I don't know, perhaps even create new jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, um, where, I mean, like most, uh, you know, software uh, type um, solutions, you have, you have uh, people who are looking at it as like, now how can I save costs in the near term? But there is also, there is also a vast majority of use cases where uh, People are looking at it and saying, "How can I? How can I get my people to do a better job?" Right? I mean, uh, we are. Uh, there is, uh, you know, you, you of course have seen the uh, Wells Fargo's famous uh, uh, case where they mentioned about the idea of using uh, using chatbots for uh, bereavement agents to be able to analyze the um, the jurisdiction-based uh, uh, constraints and and how to operate in that more effectively. Uh, yet having a person actually deliver the message because of the sensitivities around the situation that the uh, people who are seeking estate management advice is going to really look for, right? I think that's a, um, that's a, that's a classic case, I think, where uh, a human and a, and a machine have to kind of work together to, to kind of deliver an experience that's more uh, tailored to the needs that's there. And the other, the other cases that we have are, you know, we are working with uh, some banks, some large bank on uh, 
on how do we how do we change the branch experience completely you know how do we how do we uh, enable uh, you know banks to bankers to know who's coming into the branch uh, what devices are they interacting with where are they uh, you know how can we provide proactive services how can we how can we pre-stage transactions and schedule transactions as we uh, schedule uh, you know appointments with bankers uh, more effectively so that people can do that uh, in a more uh, non-intrusive way. I mean, today in the, the, the traditional world, if you want to, um, you know, many times when these schedules happen, people don't keep the schedules because you almost have to show up at the bank to get to get get on the calendar, and then you come back again to come and meet an advisor. Uh, that's uh, there is a lot of probability of uh, things falling falling out. So I think there is a using um, using you know chatbots and AI and vision and problems like that will fundamentally change solutions like that will probably fundamentally change the way how that branch experience is going to look like uh, and how the people interact with the bankers and the devices within the branches in a more effective manner really so you mentioned you mentioned neural networks earlier can you explain a little bit what that means and also um, sometimes People use AI and machine learning as synonyms, but I, I don't think that's actually the case. Can you can you clarify that distinction as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, let me start with the second question first, right? I mean, what is AI? What is uh, what is machine learning? Um, and even what is deep learning, right? Um, so um, AI is. Uh, so it's one of those questions that, that doesn't have very good answer, really, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, it's um, you know back in the '60s we spoke about AI as uh, um, you know uh, solutions to problems that are that are hard for humans to do, right? So like things like so people built out this thing called an Elisa, which is a just like sort of a uh, you know, a language manipulation engine, more or less, which will basically mm -hmm. ask questions and kind of lead you on to kind of talk talk about whatever you wanted to talk about, but really doesn't assimilate any knowledge out of that. Out of that, and uh, and so um, you know, while it looked very appealing, it didn't really actually. Um, you know, um, learn anything out of the person. So uh, over time, it, that there was a lot of uh, uh, disillusionment that happened in AI for a while, and uh, uh, people thought AI is basically uh, AI. The idea of AI, where uh, machines can actually interact and understand and solve problems that humans find it very easy to solve, uh, I think uh, uh, was a dream. It basically was was thought. And uh, there were a few cycles in it, and, and I think the recent cycle, as I'm going to say, starting maybe, um, you know, 2011, 2012, uh, is probably the most uh, uh, most effective uh, use of AI that we have seen so far, really. Right? So where um, our, uh, we are trying to actually solve problems that actually are considered very hard in the past for, for machines to do, uh, things like vision and speech recognition and things like that, um, and and are, and are doing that in uh, by by looking at data and observing data and identifying patterns and capabilities in the data to be able to build out these patterns. So um, so if you look at what is AI, AI is fundamentally solving problems that machines traditionally found it very hard to solve by writing software or writing code, really. So. Mm -hmm. No, it, as, and, and machine learning is just another form of AI, really, right? I mean, it's a form of AI 
uh, I would say it's a subset of the AI branch. And what machine learning does is it uses data to do the same thing. Instead of just uh, having uh, you know, uh, predicates and mechanics around it to be able to achieve, uh, achieve the learning, it basically uses data and observes patterns in the data to be able to learn a specific uh, outcome really. Right? So that's machine learning. And, and I think one step further, what is deep learning? Deep learning is uh, there are about five broad branches of, uh, I would say, you know, loosely categorized versions uh, of, you know, I shouldn't say versions, closely categorized types of uh, um, you know, machine learning, right? And uh, one of that is uh, this thing called uh, called, uh, uh, called uh, neural networks. And mm -hmm. again, neural networks have been there since like the 60s, and people thought, uh, uh, you know, it couldn't do much because it really doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't do a great job of really observing patterns. And, and over the past few years, it was demonstrated that it was uh, actually uh, uh, it can observe if, if, if we set this up right. If you have the right level of data, and the processing and the processing power that's necessary to run this has also grown up significantly. So we are able to actually now train networks which are really really deep and large, and can actually consume data which is really huge, which is considered impossible in the in the past. So uh, in the past few years, uh, that's become a reality because that's become a reality. You know, we're starting. People are starting to see value out of it, and and now uh, neural networks is probably, I should say, the 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 state of the art for a lot of these problem spaces that you are looking at today. Mm -hmm. Who are the major vendors of artificial intelligence uh, software these days, and and how are they how are they working with banks? Yeah, so I think the um, you know when we when we look at AI, uh, there is again because of the spectrum of uh, different things, different ways in which achieve AI. On the on the uh, on the far left is probably things like statistics, like companies like SAS, which does uh, which do statistical analysis to be able to identify patterns within data. Uh, mm -hmm. They are very good at doing problems like regression and. Uh, uh, logistic regression and things like that, um, and uh, and then uh, and increasingly that I mean that area although it's it's still part of AI it's not not it's it's kind of uh, uh, I should say the hollow world of AI more or less <laughs> so, uh, and and as you as you move uh, move to the right you have uh, uh, solutions like uh, you know. Um, um, uh, yeah. Okay, you know, K, uh, K means algorithms and you know, things like that. They're using uh, using data to be able to do do interesting so interesting solution sets, and uh, uh, there are players there like you know everywhere from uh, uh, from Watson to H2O. Uh, I, I, there there are uh, there are a lot of players in that space. But Watson definitely the, Watson and H2O are probably the lead players in that space in the sense that Watson has uh, built out a fairly sophisticated NLP algorithm, not using deep learning, so interestingly. They've, uh, they've actually developed it over many years to uh, probably a few decades to be able to actually get to a place where uh, their NLP engine is extremely sophisticated right now. And, you know, it won Jeopardy and everything. I'm sure you've all seen that. So it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's a very powerful engine, and they've adapted that into a very cloud-based offering that's that's uh, meaningful and relevant for a, 
a lot of different applications, and they're working actively with uh, with a variety of different uh, um, verticals to be able to to drive solutions there. So that's that's a, that's one big venture. The other one is around H two O. Is I would say the flip side, which is like you know, they do the um, they do uh, open source based, potentially on prem. Uh, solution where you can actually build what you wanted to build, and you can you can make more sophisticated solutions on top of that. Build your own algorithms on top of it, and uh, focus on actually pure framework and effective delivery on the on the framework. So that's uh, uh, that's the two big players, as I would say. And there are there are a lot of other uh, players, uh, you know, in between, uh, you know, that will that provide uh, um, you know some level of uh, uh, AI, some level of um, uh, some level of uh, you know IoT capability, some um, and they bundle all these things together so that it's made, it is uh, um, it is a solution that actually can solve specific business problems. Really, so that's so there are like business problem specific vendors that are there as well that play in that space. Now uh, that's that's again very framework perspective, right and. And just to complete that journey is the, is the far right, which is the uh, state-of-the-art, cutting-edge uh, neural network-based solutions. And there are players like uh, uh, like Amazon and and Google and and uh, Microsoft, which play in that space. Which is uh, Microsoft. I mean, Google's TensorFlow is the is perhaps the uh, most widely used uh, um, widely used commercial uh, DL solution. And uh, mm-hmm. there are also, I mean, Microsoft CNTK is very popular. So is uh, Amazon's MXNet. So there is a lot of promise in that front. And the thing is that you know that's one of those areas that is advancing so rapidly that you know if you are if you are on the sidelines for for three months, you're probably significantly behind in terms of uh, advances <laughs> already. So it's a, it's an interesting area. Um, so of course, that's these are framework vendors. There are there are there are very now, there are uh, vendors who take these framework and technology providers to be able to provide more targeted uh, AI solutions to the market. Uh, in the fintech space, you know, I guess uh, uh, it's used in a lot of different ways uh, by a lot of different traditional vendors, but there are uh, um, chatbot is one of the areas where I think uh, uh, we were able to drive, get from, get from idea to value much faster, and a lot of vendors have actually uh, found a footing there. Right, right. A lot of chatbots out there. Can you talk a bit about what you're doing at NCR and Digital Insight in terms of AI? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We, uh, you know, Digital uh, NCR is uh, operates primarily in uh, three verticals today. Right? It operates in financial services, uh, hospitality, and uh, retail. Um, that's a that's, that's a very interesting uh, space because we've. Uh, uh, NCR traditionally has a very good uh, entrenched uh, ATM presence. It's also has got a fairly strong, uh, you know, POS presence in both hospitality and retail. Uh, mm-hmm. That gives them a lot of, uh, uh, you know, understanding of uh, consumer behavior um, across consumer spend behavior, consumer, uh, uh, you know, financial behavior overall. 
and um, and so if you look at it from a financial services point of view now you know apart from uh, apart from the atm based view there is also like you know what are they really doing with their cards and what are they really doing from a spend and life perspective and and, and we have we have uh, opportunity to have a very strong view there um, so we look at that and say uh, you know we have uh, we wanted to come up with a omni channel solution which is which is actually going to solve uh solve not just uh, not just the today's problems in terms of like how do we deliver how do we deliver you know basic services across across your different channels in a consistent fashion which which we already do but mm-hmm. how can we take that next level and fundamentally change the way financial services are delivered to these customers right so there is a huge amount of opportunity to do to do channel optimization across all of them and tailor the tailor those to specific customers and focus on improving their financial lives right so that's that's what we are focus on had been around that, around around data and ai um and we are uh, um, we are of course uh, also looking at more uh, uh, near term solutions around around things like using vision and using uh, um you know using speech that to be able to know we, we spoke about the alexa alexa app and we rolled out we rolling out a chatbot solution behind it uh, we are um we are also working on working on a project where we use vision to be able to um to do um uh, you know a, a, a checkout less uh, uh you know store um mm-hmm. possibly uh, possibly uh, you know bankerless branch type uh, type models where and how can we how can we get there faster and help uh, customers get the branch experience that they want and the and the financial service experience overall that they want across all those channels so that's basically what we are trying to do uh, again it's a um it's it the way i see it is it, it's a journey and then we are um we are focused intensely on on uh, you know building out a platform that will enable those uh, enable those uh, uh, banks and trade unions to be able to um leverage that uh, leverage those channels effectively leverage those uh, uh the services effectively and then uh, not just not just work with uh, the innovation ncr is like uh, spewing out it's like you know it's uh, we want to be able to enable the banks the credit unions to be able to leverage other uh, you know startups you know like the bank innovation startups for instance to be able to uh, to be able to you know co-create solutions that is uh, meaningful and relevant for the customer that can take them to the next level so we are looking at our, our solution not as a walled garden but rather as an as an open platform where we can actually collaborate with a lot of customers today today and today in CR collab have you know on the financial service digital insights side we uh, we um partner with over 100 100 partners today and make their solutions available through our platform and uh, and we want to kind of take that take that to the next level and make it more and more open and provide a developer experience that's for self service and and so we can drive more innovation to the industry and can improve the improve the financial delivery overall for our customers that's that's sort of the overall idea that we are heading towards got it thank you so much ragu really appreciate you uh, joining us today thank you very much it's been a pleasure All right, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to IMB Unfiltered.